I had you mail me a goddamn cake. I, <laughs> I love that. I was you, like, now that's, I, that's somebody who likes your stuff when they have you mailing stuff the same. And it wasn't cheap, y'all. Hi, I'm Pashawn Wilson Ashley, and you're entering a world gone good. Good day, good evening, good whatever time it is, whenever and wherever you are. My name is Steve, and you're listening to World Gone Good, the podcast where we shine the light into the darkness and prove there is good to be had and good to be shared. Now, I'm supposed to tell you to subscribe to this podcast and download this podcast and share this podcast and run off to Vegas and marry this podcast. But honestly, if you want to subscribe, download, share, and spread the good, that is all on you. And it is so appreciated by me. Um, But honestly, I'm just happy you're here and listening. So how about we just get going? On New Year's Eve, December 21st, 2013, I ate my last bite of meat because when I woke up on New Year's Day 2014, I went cold turkey, all puns intended, and became a vegan. Well, an almost vegan. I will admit I have had fish a handful of times in the past almost seven years, and I'm still eating cage-free eggs, but I am trying, people. I'm trying to do the good. I chose to become a vegan for ethical and environmental reasons. Also, my husband had been one for a few years before me, and I was kind of over trying to figure out meals and places for us to go out on our date nights, and yes, we still have date nights 13 years into a relationship, but that's another podcast entirely. Now, my husband is a dessert guy, and being a vegan, well, that made things a little tricky because most desserts, as you know, the tasty ones have butter, cream, and or eggs in them, or some combination of all that. And then one day, my friend Juliet posted on her social media accounts these amazing-looking cakes baked by her friend, a woman named Pashan. Juliet raved about how great they were and how they were all vegan. Well, Jim's birthday was coming up, so I contacted Pashan, and I spent some time looking at her website. I debated between a carrot cake and a peanut butter chocolate cake, and I couldn't make up my mind. So what the hell? I ordered both. I picked them up from Pashan's place, and drove them home for Jim's birthday in this little small gathering we were having. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. These were the best tasting desserts, vegan or not, we've ever tasted, had, bar none. We went on to sample her ice creams. The butter pecan she makes is insane. And a few months ago, I actually had her mail us a banana chocolate cake from Los Angeles up to our home in Santa Barbara. This is what I'm talking about. This is how good these cakes are and this ice cream is. So since we're focused and finding on the good here on World Gone Good, I asked Pashan to join me and have a little conversation about our own good. We start where all vegan conversations start with the question that's kind of like, when did you lose your virginity when talking about sex? So here's the question. When did you become a vegan? When did I become a vegan and why? Um, That's an interesting question. I was raised by a former communist, communist, socialist, 
revolutionary black woman in Harlem. And she was into wheatgrass before anybody knew about Ann Wigmore and wheatgrass. And she would grow wheatgrass on paper towels and have us chew it. If we had desserts, like for our birthdays, we would go to this place called Cake Masters in New York, this fabulous uh, dessert place. And we would eat our birthday cake and we would follow it with a big glass, a stainless steel glass, I'll never forget it, of aloe tea. And if you've ever had like aloe powder, as soon as you smell it, your body starts reacting. But she would do that to, to clean us out. So the idea of eating and doing things differently was instead was started by my mom. And then when I um, left um, uh, after college, actually, I went to Howard University in Washington, D.C. Woohoo, Howard! Which is getting a lot of play now, unfortunately, because of Chadwick Boseman. But um, when, I left, when I left Howard, I moved in with my voice teacher and she was a raw food vegan. And this is long time ago. I'm going to be 60 uh, next year. So yeah. So um, she was, she was a raw food vegan and I lived with her and she just started teaching me about um, mucus forming foods, acid and alkaline foods. And so I really got into it heavy with her because I was singing. I've, I've done off-Broadway musicals. I did a uh, Broadway musical once on this island way back in 1991. It was LaChance's understudy, who went on to win a Tony Award for Color Purple, LaChance. But um, so that got me like really involved in, okay, this is a lifestyle that I could really do. And it could actually help me to be a better person and a better performer. So that was many, many, many years ago. And I went back and forth since then. Vegan, vegetarian, raw food, pescatarian, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then I developed fibroid tumors, which are non-cancerous, benign tumors that affect all women, but disproportionately women with melanin. So women of African descent um, uh, get them. And then I think it's um, Armenian women get them also. Um, and both of those people got big booties, right? I don't know what the connection is between big booties and fiber. But uh, Armenian women, then you have Asian women who get them, Jewish women get them often too. So anyway, I developed fibroids and I started back on my vegan journey because I really wanted to um, be able to get rid of my fibroids without having, having to have um, surgery. So that's why I became vegan uh, again more consistently is because I had this health challenge. So I know there are ethical vegans who do it for the environment, but, but I came to that later, but I, I, you know, came back to it because I had a health challenge. I asked Pashan to talk about when she started baking. I started baking because my mother was a really good baker. Um, my, so was my grandmother. So was my, um, my brother. Um, my, part of my childhood, we spent in the nation of Islam um, Louis Farrakhan and, you know, Elijah Muhammad and all that. Um, and so bean pie was a big thing. So my brother baked bean pie. So everybody could bake in my family, but me, I was the one where they'd be like, Oh, but she pretty though. She, yeah, she tries, you know, I was that one. And then, and then all of them passed away and I was doing a play at the Boston court theater in Pasadena and I couldn't sleep one night and something said, go bake a cake. And I was like, Miss Thang, you don't bake? What? what? It was go get bake a cake. It's like three o'clock in the morning. And I went and I Googled cakes and I was like, nah, that don't look good. That don't look good. Nah, that don't seem like, like I knew 
but something instinctively was working. And I picked this cake, I made it, I brought it in. And the director says to me, oh my God, it's the best cake I've ever had. If this acting thing don't work out, you could do this for a living. And the seed was planted. And then I just started baking for myself, never expecting it to be a business, but so proud of myself because I was the one in the family that couldn't bake. So I would just post on Facebook and people were like, oh, could you make that for me? Oh, could you make that for me? Yeah. Could you make that for me? And I was like, yeah. Oh, do you do carrot cakes? Uh, I never have, but being an actor, you always say yes. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll make it. And, <laughs> and I just started branching off from there. So wait, and then the vegan influencer came in. Well, wait, wait, well, hold on, hold on a second. Cause we got to go back a second here. Okay. The first cake you made was it a vegan cake or was it a? Regular it was a vegan cake? cake. Vegan, yeah. By that point, I had been vegan for ten years. Okay, okay. It was a vegan cake. Yes, a vegan chocolate caramel cake, and it was amazing. Now I take recipes and I can improvise and all of that because I have confidence. But that was my first cake, and I just followed the recipe. And the director said that to me. I love the lady to this day. Um, and, um, and that's what happened. And so then I was started doing ice cream because I just, once I started baking and started getting such a good reception with bacon, I was like, well, let me try ice cream. Cause I, you know, love ice cream. And I started experimenting with ice cream and, and, um, and came up with one. My girlfriend is married to an Italian who owns an Italian restaurant in Santa Monica called Locanda Portofino. It's an amazing Italian restaurant. I saw her at a commercial audition. I said, girl, you should come to my house after the audition and try my ice cream. She's like, oh, okay. She came, she tried. She said, this is good. Can I give some to my husband? I said, yeah, girl, take it. Gave her a pint. She videotaped him eating it, talking in Italian about how amazing it was. And he started selling it at the restaurant. Michonne's company has a very unique name, but I'm going to let her tell you what it is and why it is. Mama Auntie's Vegan Goodies. And I came up with that name because my niece and nephew, who are in their 20s now, I used to take care of them every summer from the time they were three years old and um, for like two months, the whole summer. And one summer, I think they were like eight years old, they came up to me and they were talking to each other, huddled to each other. And they came up to me and said, you know what? You're more than an auntie. You're a mama and an auntie. And you said, I am not paying for your college. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's how we came up with, um, with mama aunties. Like I said, I started out just baking for myself, um, just trying to please myself. And through social media, I started posting and people started asking me to make things for them. And I said, started saying yes, and I started making things for them. And, um, and then I got involved with a, a, a vegan influencer who blew my product up. And once I, my product got blown up, I wanted to be able to meet the demand because those people were pissed off that they couldn't buy the ice cream. And they even said to her, why are you talking about something that we can't buy? So, because I knew I needed to handle the demand, just so happens my sister knew uh, an investor. She connected me with the investor. And so the investor immediately got me, you know, got me a financial advisor. It got an LLC, um, got me in touch with a, um, a food scientist so that they could take my recipe and turn it into a formula that would be able to be taken to a co-packer, which is a company that would actually make the product. And he has distribution connections, my investor. So right now we're um, in the process of, we already have the formula and we really want to start with home and office, you know, really being, being an online business and, and having um, the product being able to be shipped to people. Um, and then we'll start focusing on um, stores like the Irwans and, 
Whole Foods and, and places like that. So that's where we are now. Sean mentioned a vegan influencer earlier. You guys, you have to hear what happened. This is the when and how of what happened and how her business took off. Tabitha Brown, the vegan influencer. I don't know if you're familiar with her. You should look her. Oh, gosh, you got to follow her. You would love her. Love. She started out with like 40 followers in North Carolina because that's where she's from. But she's an L.A. actress. She um, went to Whole Foods while she was driving Uber and ate this sandwich. It was called a TLTA, but she called it a TTLA sandwich. You can uh, look on YouTube for this and did like a, a Facebook live about this amazing sandwich that she liked. Lord have mercy. Mm. Y'all know I can't sing, but this the baby sing Whole Foods. Jesus. And all he's done for me. Honey, Whole Foods, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. I thank God y'all made this Timmy Bacon. I'm looking around and stuff look different. That's how good it is. I, my life is changing right before my eyes. Good God, this thing is good. Mm. She posted that video. I saw the one million followers of her um, uh, watching her eat that sandwich. And I said, welcome to veganism. I know you don't want to give up sweets, you know, now that you've come over to our side. Why don't you try my ice cream? And she said, okay. And she came over, she tried it. She did the Holy Ghost dance in my living room. She said, I'm serious. She's hilarious. And then she said, okay, I'm going to do a review. So this butter pecan. Mm. Honey, it's got a little bit of... Yeah, was pecans me. in the garden? Was there a pecan tree mm, up there in the garden of Eden? No, it's mine. Them pecans had to come from it. Honey, Pashan, girl, mama, auntie, honey, mm. y'all done did this, girl. You done did that. Mm. Meanwhile, I didn't have a commercial kitchen. Only client I had was, you know, one restaurant. Anyway, 48,000 people watched her eat my ice cream and 48,000 people wanted my ice cream. I asked Pashawn where her good comes from. So, well, love, first of all, everything has to come from love. Um, I love what I'm doing. I'm happy what I'm doing. I'm not attached to the outcome. I think that's a big thing. You know, a lot of time where, especially like as an actor, I was attached to the outcome and it's just all this desperation and kind of thing that was connected with it. But with this, I just love doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not attached to the outcome. I think that gives a sense of freedom and you can actually taste it. But on a, um ingredient uh, uh, level for the ice cream, it's a cashew-based, almond uh, milk-based ice cream. I think that makes a difference because those the, the taste is neutral. Cashew has like a neutral taste, um, whereas a coconut doesn't have a neutral taste, so you, it bleeds into all of the other flavors. And for my um, baked goods, I really don't know because I don't use every placers, not even in my pound cake. Somebody was asking me how my pound cake is so full, and so I'm like, I don't know. I just think my mom and my brother and my grandma who passed on are in here hooking their sister up because I really don't know what the secret is. It's no secret. We're all inspired by someone, whether we know them or not. So who inspires you, Pashan? I'm inspired by so many people. I, I, I would have to start just with my mother, you know, because she's the first one who planted the seed that eating different was acceptable and normal. Um, and then my voice teacher who I lived with, Gloria Denard, she just passed away about a month ago. Beautiful uh, Juilliard trained opera singer who uh, was a raw food vegan before anybody was a vegan in East Harlem, you know, let alone raw food. So she, uh, her, 
Um, who else? Those are the main people, my mother and, and Gloria Denard, my, my voice teacher. They really, they really inspired me to, to, to be on this journey. And then I just look at other people. I, I, I constantly read, you know, biographies and, and things like that on people and notice the common denominator, how most people who are successful had to go through a lot of challenge and a lot of struggle. Um, and that influences me because life is full of challenges and struggles. And to know that these people had challenges and struggles and were able to be successful. It lets me look at my challenges and struggles as the tools that I need in order to be successful and looking forward to being able to help other people, you know, have um, the knowledge that their challenge and struggle, challenges and struggle will lead to them to um, success and happiness. So it's, um, you know, those kind of things, things inspire me because everybody goes through stuff and it's important to know that that stuff are the building blocks you know, for you to become happy. And finally, I ask my guests the very same final question every single time. Tell me something good. Tell me something good. That's not bad. See, you gotta be a person. I love that song. Knows. A white boy knows that song. Go ahead. Oh my gosh, Shaka Khan. Yep. Um, she inspires me too. She was vegan for a while. I don't know if she still is, but she was vegan for quite a while when she took off that weight. Um, right now I'm inspired by, um, my Buddhist practice. I've been a practicing Buddhist for, oh my gosh, over 30 years. And it's all about creating value. It's all about dialogue, which is so necessary now. There's so many people who have so many different opinions and are in, in this, this, what is it called? A cutoff culture where you just cut people off? A cancel culture. Cancel culture with this cancel culture. And, you know, a, a, a spiritual um, influence of mine or a, a, the question that you asked me before, who, who inspires me, would be Daisaku Ikeda, who's the president of the SGI, which is the Buddhist organization that I happen to belong um, to. And he communicates with all different kinds of people, with all different kinds of opinions and all different religious backgrounds. And he models that for me, that when I talk to somebody who everything they say is against everything that I believe and makes the hair stand up on the back of my neck and I just really want to, you know, <laughs> choke them. Um, and I always say, and I don't know if you can cuss on this program, but you can edit out. I'm one um, nam-myoho-renge-kyo away from cussing a motherfucker out. And so, <laughs> so because I, you know, I have my practice, which actually I feel it kind of lifts my energy and my life condition, you know, so that I can respect people who have different opinions from mine and agree to disagree, but just connect with, even though they're saying these things or doing these things, there is a Buddha nature in every person. We all have everything within us is what we choose to tap into based on the tools that we pick up. And so it allows me to have dialogue with people that I totally disagree with and just can take it in. And a lot of times I can step into their shoes and say, I don't think that way, but I can see why they think that way. Even the craziest thoughts, you know, I can step into their shoes and say, okay, looking through their eyes, the, the prism that they're seeing things up. Okay. That's why they, but I don't agree. So, um, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm really practicing. Um, it's called Bodhisattva, never disparaging, you know, not um, cursing people out, 
not getting angry, not being attached to people coming over to my side and thinking like I think, you know, just really accepting people for where they are, but moving in the direction that I feel I need to do, I need to make the causes in the universe in order for it to expand and to grow and for people to become happy, you know, and not that high, high happy, that real happiness that's not dependent on external things, you know, it's just the inner, uh, inner peace. So that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm just really shoring up my, my practice so that I can have the life condition to deal with anything that comes my way. So where can you get some delicious cakes, ice cream, all vegan for yourself? Okay, my website is www.mamaauntiesvegangoodies.com and you can find me on all um, social media, Mama Auntie's Vegan Goodies. And I check have- out F Word too. F Word documentary is my five word documentary. I have a, a Facebook page and an Instagram page for F Word documentary. Awesome. I have I have had the butter pecan, which is ah? to die for. I have had the chocolate banana cake, which you mailed to me. Yes. I, had you, I had you mailed me a goddamn cake. I <laughs> love that. I was you, like, now that's, I, that's somebody who likes your stuff when they have you mailing stuff to Sam. And it wasn't cheap, y'all. I know. <laughs> And I, I said, I have your ice pack still, and I will oh. be back. I may be back in LA this coming Friday, and I may text you and stop by okay. and give you your ice packs back because I okay. still have your ice no packs. worries, no worries. My thanks to Pashawn Wilson Ashley for both joining me today and making my waistline expand a wee bit. Here's a little behind the scenes gossip right from the source. This was actually the very first test show recording I did. So that's why the sound is a little different throughout it and from the other episodes we've done. I thought about re-recording with Pashan, but I was so happy with our conversation that I said, good enough. I think it's important to say that every now and then, don't you? Next time on World Gone Good. Oh my God, what is good about Halloween? Everything, everything good. Halloween takes us back to a time of innocence. It's sort of the spice to the sugar of Christmas. Prepare for spooky gone good with not one, not two, but three Halloween addicts. My friends, Dudley Bean, Marlene Thompson, and Barry J. Dudley is the master of group costumes. Marlene's the mistress of property decorating. And Barry? Well, his second horror movie, Killer Therapy, has just arrived in time for the holiday. Join us, if you dare. I think that's a pretty good accent. Not bad, right? Until then, be good.